Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday, October 12th, 2023, and this is Enter the Batcave. I am your host, Matthew Burris, and we're continuing Blade Month with part one of our double header. As I'm recording this, it is 631. So by the time this airs, it'll probably be around 7.15-ish or whatever. By the time this gets to Spotify. So, where we last left off. Dracula had an encounter with the werewolf. Yep, Jack Russell. Werewolf by night. And now, we are in Werewolf by Night issue number 15. Yep. Dracula meets Werewolf by Night, Death of a Monster. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Werewolf by Night Death of a Monster Written by Mark Wolfman Artist Mike Plog Inker Frank Chiramonte Edited by Roy Thomas Transylvania Land of my birth, and perhaps my death as ha as well. For I, for as I struggled with this demon called Dracula, I felt his power overwhelm mine, and his fangs press ever closer to my neck. You battled your way through Castle Dracula creature, only to perish at the hands of the of its master. The Jack Russell within the Drac the Jack Russell within me felt fear and submission as the fangs sank deep within the flesh of my neck. But the werewolf could not understand the horror that pressed upon me, and instead of running to safety, he battled on, twisting and writhing in animal anger until the Lord of Vampires could hold him no longer. And my heart froze in stricken terror as Dracula was flung across the marble balcony by the mindless beast I was. For even though I was submerged in some dark, numbing chambers of the werewolf's mind, I knew how horrible the vengeance of Dracula could be. The vampire lifted himself from the cold stone floor, his eyes blazing, red with anger, as he stalked slowly towards me. You made your one mistake in attacking me, beast. And it shall not be a mistake you'll soon regret. What? I feel power clawing at me, forcing me away from you. No, it mustn't be. Not when I'm so close to, 
destroying you, beast. Not now! Not now! Helpless, almost paralyzed by the power that could that coursed through him, Dracula was unable to resist as I lifted him high into the air and threw him down to the winter cold earth below. But as he fell headlong groundwards, his body shimmered with an unearthly glow. His arms melted into leathery wings, and the man was gone, leaving a raven-winged bat in its frightful place. For this was no ordinary human. The werewolf battled. This was Dracula, lord of the undead, king of the vampires, and a man who could not easily be killed again. The werewolf squinted as the bat flew far from him on an erratic, wobbling course, a flight filled with a hungry bloodlust to replace the energy and life that was so suddenly drained from his veins. And deep within the Transylvanian countryside, he found the nourishment he so desperately required. Come to me, woman. Dracula has need of you this night. Elizabeth, goring, screaming, and the screams faded long before they could be heard, at least by anyone human. And those screams faded long before I could hear them as well. Come with me, Jack. We must leave before Dracula returns. I don't know if I can use my powers to hold him back again. There was a strength in his mind that I've never encountered before. A force of will, a power that seemed to be constantly exploding within him. It's as if he was fighting himself, as if there were some inner turmoil and conflict, a war that is raging within him that can never be stilled. It was horrible and fascinating, both at the same time, and much too powerful for me to try quitting again. He drained me, Jack, physically and mentally drained me. There it is. Uh, there it is, honey. Castle Dracula, just half a mile west of McDonald's and right on the route of Transylvania Guide to the Movie Star's Homes. This is no laughing matter, Frank. We've been delayed 24 hours and there's no telling what have uh, what havoc Dracula's already caused. Believe me, I know it, Rachel. After all, the castle used to be mine, and I know how fearsome Dracula can be. Besides, I am a descendant of our friendly count, remember? And I hate to see me become as morbid as he is, which means we may be able to lay our trap while he's gone. By the way, it looks quiet down there. I've got a hunch Dracula's out. No time, Frank. Look! Dracula! Oh my god. He's reforming as mist seeping into the copter. The stake. Give me the stake, Rachel. Can't! It's packed away! Fight him off! You've got to try! 
It's wrapping itself around me, clawing, digging into my head. No! Frank! Gone. But it's too late. Control's stuck. Can't pull her up ahead. Brace yourself. Try easing the controls slowly. You may be able to tug it loosely. Then, here goes nothing, honey. Tell me if it works, because I'll be too blasted scared to open my eyes to find out that I'm dead. Made it. One more inch and that'll be all she wrote. You know, Rachel, sometimes I think I'd like a, a less dangerous job than hunting vampires. Yeah, maybe something like a dynamite juggler. Hours later, I woke. Not on a cold, hard ground, nor even in some litter back alley, but in a plush soft bed. I thought you were going to sleep forever, Jack. It's almost eleven. And I see somehow you got me back to my father's house, Rousseau Manor. Well, I can't say I've ever had a more beautiful nursemaid. Or an angrier one, Jack. If you don't eat your breakfast quickly, you still have the problem of the book to solve. My father's diary, sealed with unbreakable steel, and all the confusion with Dracula, I had almost forgotten about that. So far, we've learned only about the tab, Jack. And, if, and that, if you pull it, it somehow electronically opens the tower door to Gregory Rousseau's library. But that still doesn't tell us how to open the book or let us read it. But what about you, Topaz? Do you think your powers can break an unbreakable lock? Taboo taught me to funnel my powers to do almost anything I need. Then perhaps... I hope I can work this, Jack. But ever since your battle with Taboo, I've been weaker. As if some my power has drained off. Have to concentrate... Focus through the chambers of the lock, unbalance, the delicate mechanicism. There it is. Done. And this is exactly what I've been searching for, Topaz. Here, read this. How my great-great-great-grandfather became the werewolf. It began in 1795. Almost 1,800 years ago, and still the curse affects my family. Through me, and perhaps even Lisa, my sister. It began not in this small manner, but in our family castle, which my stepfather sold over a year ago. I read the diary, almost disbelieving the words that were handwritten before me. For these words were penned by the first member of my family to be stricken by the curse. How I survived this past week, I shall never know. It began. But I now fear the coming of each night, each full moon, for the horrors that it brings me. It began one week before, and when I shall end, I fear I will never know. 
but I pray to whichever God who listens, please let this curse end swiftly. These past seven days have weighed upon my conscience. Seven days which I shall never forget. Baron Roshoff, I'm sorry, but your wife, she has been slain by the vampire. Luisa, killed by Dracula? He threatened. If I did not kneel to his power, that I would suffer. And I swore to slay him if he tried. For Luisa, I shall make my promise come true. Gustav, lay my wife to rest. I shall return later to mourn for her. But now, I have work that must be done, and swiftly before darkness again covers Transylvania, and the demon I go to kill has fled. Castle Dracula was unguarded, for there were none in the village below who would have dared venture toward save I. And so, making my entrance to the fiend's underground chambers was done with ease. You sleep in comfort, do you, Dracula? Then sleep tightly, dark beast, for you shall never waken again. The devil screamed as the wooden stake stabbed through his heart, but his scream lasted only one short breath moment. For an instant, there were only ashes where flesh had once been. I encased him in a coffin, lined with a with balls of garlic, then threw him over the balcony edge to the cold Panube waters below. And though revenge had been mine, I was not satisfied still. Enraged with the anger that had welled within me, I smashed my way through his valuables, destroying whatever heritage he could have claimed as his. But as I lay waste to antiques more than four centuries old, I heard a muffled sound, a cry, and heaven help me. My foolish curiosity, I turned to its source. There was a door sealed with a wooden beam, and, idiot that I was, I opened it to find a girl. Who are you, lass? And why are you imprisoned in this living hell? I am called Lydia, sir, and it was Dracula who placed me here, after he murdered my father and mother. Damn, devil, he deserved a death more honorable than he received. How long have you been here, girl? One month, sir, and kept alive only as long as my blood pleased him. Each night he would come to me and each night his horrible fangs would drain the blood from my neck. Live in fear no longer, Lydia. The fiend is dead, and for your parents and my Luisa, may he lay in death forever. We walked in shadows beneath the moon's speckled trees, and I talked, believing the young girl to be listening, but my conversation was the last thing she cared about, for as the full silvered moon loomed above us, 
I heard a fierce slavering growl, a wail from a being neither human nor animal. And when I turned towards it, I saw the face of my death. I tried to scream right then, but there was no sound left with within me. Her claws glistened in the moonlight, her teeth sharp as wooden nails sparkled through the darkness, but it was her eyes, those fiery glowing eyes that caught my own, transfixed me helplessly on spot and paralyzed me as my murdered saint sank her fangs into my neck. Her saliva mixed with my sweat and blood, and from that moment on, I was cursed. And for the next two nights, beneath the rising full moon, I un uncontrollably shook off my mantle of humanism and became a mindless, rampaging werewolf. There's more, Topaz, enough to read some other time, but not now. Not now. But why did Dracula keep a werewolf locked away? What could he fear from it? The diary said Dracula could not control the beast as he was able to control others. That there was something about her that made her impervious to his commands. Which probably explains why Dracula's command didn't affect me and why he had to finally use force to stop me. Perhaps I had better read on. There may be something written in there that could help us fight that vampire. You still want to battle him, Jack? You better believe it, Rachel. And nothing's going to stop me. I don't know what happened back in that helicopter. Maybe I realized for the first time how powerful Dracula really is, but I want him dead, and I want him to be the guy who, and I want to be the guy who kills him. But up, but up until now, I was left. Uh, I'm sorry. You know something, Rachel. I fought with him before. I watched him turn Edith into a vampire. And I saw the grief on Quincy's face as he had to slay his own daughter. But up until now, I was left almost untouched. And maybe that's why his attack now hit me as hard as it did. Frank, he's here, in this room, as a mist. What's wrong? What's he doing to you? <coughs> Choking me. Can't <coughs> breathe. Can't. Rachel! Try fighting. Try fighting me, Dracula. Let's see what you can do against a man instead of always battling a woman. Come on, ancestor. Let's see you be so brave with me. You are a fool, my descendant. A fool who deserves death. But for now, you have a repri a reprieve. For I sense I must, I must be elsewhere, where two other fools have found the book. I searched so long for the diary of Baron Rusov, a book far more fearful and terrifying than this, than the ancient Darkhold scrolls. For in its bound pages lies the secret of the second book of seals, 
a book that can threaten the very life of the Lord of Vampires. A book that could mean the death of Dracula. I can also sense that my enemies shall come this way. All four shall converge on this spot. So it shall be here that I make my stand. And here where I show that all who oppose my will must perish before my might. But first, to be sure, Van Housing and Drake cannot escape. These controls give flight to this vehicle, and if they are destroyed, then there shall be no escape at all. So Paz and I read from the diary of my grandfather, read what we were able to, since there were sections script, scribed in Latin, which neither of us could decipher. Some of what we read were accounts of family, of normal daily matters, but even these innocent passages were laced with the horrible curse that has been passed down through the years to me. The curse I had been a fool myself, for in the hours that had passed while I read from the diary, daylight had faded from the heavens only to be replaced by the sinister light of the full moon. It's almost time now, Topaz. Time for the curse to take effect. But this time, I want the curse to work for me. As Jack Rus Russell, I'm helpless against Dracula. He's stronger, more cunning than I can ever hope to be. But the werewolf, you might stand a chance. If you could help, Topaz, only if you can help. What can I do, Jack? The werewolf is mindless. When he fights, it's though instinct and not knowledge. But you can supply him that knowledge. You can guide him through his, through his fight. With your powers, you could force my intelligence to the surface. Have my brain rule his body. There's still... There will, there will be a strain, Jack. Your mind as the werewolf is too powerful, and I have no idea how long I'll be able to give you control. It won't take long, Topaz, because I, could, because I couldn't survive too long against a foe such as Dracula. I left Rusoff Manor with Topaz following behind, but with each step I took, I began to change to become not what I was, but the werewolf, third night. But for the first time since my 18th birthday, I knew what I was like. I mean, what it was like to live inside the body of another. For now, it was the mind of Jack Russell, who was totally in control of an otherwise mindless beast. But I acquired that feeling as I moved closer to the demon called Dracula. And for only a moment, I revealed in lust for the inhuman energy I felt cursing through me. I felt the power in my legs, the strength in my arms. But even as I approached, I have been waiting for you, creature of the moon. 
We have unsettled business to complete this night. Because I could not speak, I merely growled my reply, and then girded myself for action. Dracula stood unmoving as I tested my unfamiliar limbs and then attacked. You have the second book of sins, beast, and I mean to possess it for my own. And should you need perish for me to take it, then die beneath my hands you shall. For none may hold what Dracula desires without feeling his horrible wrath. My claws scrapped into the flesh of his, this vampire being this undead form who urges me on. He was hoping to rile the beast within me, unknowing that it was a not-so-distant topaz who guided my every step, even as she tightly clutched the very book Dracula demanded. No! You are not the same beast I fought earlier. This time, you battle with reason, for this time... You fight knowing when to withdraw and when to faint. But this sudden intelligence will do you little good, beast. Dracula is still your master, still more powerful than you. The vampire rattled on, shouting confidently of victory while I pressed my attack. I had no need for meaningless words of a madman's rantings. I sought only victory and total defeat for this self-named prince of evil. Then, as if knowing I was no ordinary foe frightened by his ceaseless prattling, the king of vampires came quiet. A grim specter of evil crossed his face, and the true lord of vampires showed through his mocking veneer, and the true face I saw was horrible, beyond all words of horror. And I would have perished at that moment had not something else caught the eye of Dracula. The book! You have the book, woman! I want it now! Topaz clutched the book a moment more, and then, as her power was focused on me, she gave the ancient diary to my foe. Yes, these are the papers. Go, woman, for the moment the beast's life and yours are unneeded. And yours is about to be ended, Dracula. Who? Van Helsing and Drake. I expected you, but not so soon. Your mistake is our gang, Dracula, and we've a lot to pay you back for. But for right now, I'm quite equally as interested in learning why that book is so important to you. You little fool. Only I can decipher the meaning of the words. Some... How I doubt that count, or else you wouldn't be so frantic. Which makes this worth studying. Come back here, Van Helsing. The book must be mine. For a moment, I was caught up in the sudden shift 
sequencing of events, but as Dracula turned on the woman called Van Helsing, I sprang again. But this time, Dracula had no time for fighting. Away with you, beast! You are no longer important to me now. I must have the book in the hands of that woman. It can be used to destroy me forever. No! Already the helicopter rises and I had no time to wreck it all. But still, Van Helsing must not escape. I watched as Dracula's body shifted and changed. And then rose on Emmy wings towards the swiftly fleeing helicopter. I wanted to follow the bat and complete my battle, but a gentle hand held me back, and so all I did was watch and observe, and realize that the ancient axiom was still quite true. For there, but for the grace of God, goes I, and the horror of what I am quite Quieted for, quieted for the night. Continued in Tomb of Dracula number 19. But next month in Werewolf by Night, a new menace beckons. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And I'll do it for now. Later tonight, I'll be back with the second of our doubleheader Issue number 19, Snowbound in Hell. So, tune in for that. Until then, peace out.